Hello, humans of Earth and all neighbouring planets, and welcome to, somehow, yet another episode of Full Starts Podcast. Somehow. Somehow. We're somehow. still at this shit. <laughs> As ever, I'm joined by my co-hosts in the left corner, weighing roughly the weight <laughs> of a two-man inflatable kayak can safely hold, the mister <laughs> who makes love exclusively to sisters, the doctor of spin, Big Daddy Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> I am touched. You're welcome. And <laughs> the in pains. the right corner. Yeah, I can't wait for this one. Coming in at a sizable Warwick Davis and a half. <laughs> the beardy chump who loves to hump. The defender of multiple fender benders. Monsieur Ashley Navratilova. <laughs> a racist crow. <laughs> Gentlemen, if you could please now do your own introductory sound effects. And Ashley Go theme tune Do the theme tune Whoever's editing this episode Ding 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 So Eventually we're not going to need a theme tune We're just going to do that I don't see why we have one more. The ding diggy dings are perfectly good. <laughs> but I need the theme tune to get the ding diggy dings. Mm. So you see, it's all... It's a catch-22. It's a time loop. Circle of life and that sort of thing. Anyway, we we did, we did had an, we had an episode pre, prior to this. I don't know if you guys were there for it, but... Uh, uh, we no, I was a, at a meeting. I remember, I remember now. Meeting. It was just me <laughs> alone talking into the wind, as per usual. Great uh, job impersonating our voices. I do, don't I? This is how I, that Ashley sounds. Hello, I'm a racist crow. Brilliant, aren't I? <laughs> uh, anyway, it was on frequently asked questions about time travel, and as ever... <laughs> I've <just> forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. No. <laughs> Deal with that another time. <laughs> as ever, we pitch our sequels at the end of the episode, put up a poll on Twitter, you can find it at Full Starts Pod, uh, and we reveal it in the episode. So this is where we reveal it in the episode. Ashley won the poll. With his frequently asked questions about parallel universes pitch. Again, Uh, I don't remember. You got 80% of the votes. Okay. How? I'm assuming. I had the butthole wizard and Uh, I lost. I'm assuming just letting people know about the existence of the butthole wizard got me the points there. Uh, I guess I was pandering too much. Let me give you a breakdown of the votes here. I actually got 80%. I got 20%, and Dan, you must have forgotten to vote for yourself because you got none. (laughs) Fuck. Dan, should have voted for me. Oh, dear. Anyway, we are here, this episode, to talk about Waterworld, the Ulysses cut. Fucking hate you for this. I mean, you can. I'm going to be talking about both of them. You can talk about both of them, actually. No, you can't. I'm going to make a point of that. Fuck you. <laughs> I told you you shouldn't have watched the other one. There is no point. I've got three notes related to it. Tough shit. <laughs> um, do you want some backstory no. on Waterworld before we go into it? front story. No, I, don't. I want no story about this movie. All right, then. That's the end of the podcast, everybody. Bye-bye. Anyway, we all know Waterworld is a 1995 movie starring Kevin Costner, hailed at the time, and still probably, as one of the biggest box office bombs of all time. But we're going to skip past that, because like I said, we're not watching original flavour Waterworld, we are watching the Ulysses Cut. 
which is na 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 Ulysses. There we go. This version you guys of the movie, Franz Ferdinand, right? Yeah, that's one of the, one of the later albums, though, isn't it? Yeah. No one knows them after the second one. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, so the Ulysses cut of the Waterworld movie. Uh, this it, a, this version of the movie sprang into life from the TV edit of the film, which added roughly half an hour or so of new content. So I can only imagine it ran about seven hours long with the adverts. <laughs> Fuck. Because the Ulysses cut is three hours long without them. Uh, after the rise of the internet, there's a, fo- a, r- a forum springs up called originally, originally, OriginalTrilogy.com. It's a place for Star Wars fans to bitch about the films, as per usual, uh, preserve what they love about the original trilogy, but it also has a forum dedicated to general movies. So Reddit? No. Pre-Reddit. Well, pre... Yeah, no. Actually, <laughs> the original trilogy current, of Reddit. Current Reddit. Current Reddit, okay. Current, with, current with Reddit. Uh, anyway, it's in this general movies forum that uh, user McFly89 posts Waterworld the Ulysses cut, which is the TV edit of the movie, plus all the deleted scenes that he could find, recreated from higher quality sources than just, like, ABC showing. Yeah. So this version of the movie gets released around 2007 on the Pirate Bay, which you could use, which you could download using LimeWire on your personal compact computer. <laughs> uh, and in this year, Year of Our Lord 2019, Arrow Films, they officially released a collector's edition Blu-ray of Waterworld, and one of the special features on disc three of this official release is the Ulysses cut, but recreated with official sources and in full glorious 1080p. And it's that version that we're reviewing today. And I'm, it's, I'm, I'm, we're not going to go into all the changes, Ashley. We're not going to sit here and talk about all the changes and differences between the original not version of the movie. Them, but I've got a few. There, there, is, there is one. There is one that we will talk about. It's one at the very end. Okay. Because the, the all, all the changes the are basically character beats and little extra details here and there. No, no. They There's are. There's an entire fucking scene. I see. It's a that char- involves tomatoes and golf. Oh, fuck yeah! It's a character. That. It's a character. <laughs> That's thing. an extra fuck. <laughs> you know what? Fuck it. Let's dive in from the top, gentlemen. Right. Two minutes. Oh, before it I'm even in the starts. Logos. Before okay. it even oh, no. starts. Before it starts, I've got fucking Waterworld. What the fuck? I mean, kind of the same. I've so just got... you've gone into it with the wrong state of mind. Like with the right, correct state. The of wrong mind. state of mind, which has clouded your judgment already. All right, if you want to go before credits, because I've got, as soon as Waterworld comes up. Okay, opening logos. Okay, long-time listeners, they'll know my disdain for an altered company logo. And long-time listeners might think that I have an issue with the Universal logo here, because it fades into Waterworld. And they'd be wrong, because the company logo is the same, the Universal logo is the same, and it just transitions into Waterworld. Which starts the movie nicely, which I like. I like. I like the transition. It's when they just change the logo that I have issue with. So, note number one out of the way. Bosh. But what if they'd done it in red, as if it was Mars? That'd be stupid. <laughs> what if it was pixelated, as if it was a Scott Pilgrim? That'd be stupid because there's no Disney castle on Mars, is there? How do you know? If the Disney castle was made out of like mountains and sand, maybe it would have been alright. But it wasn't. They just changed well, it's it to made red. Out so of fuck you. And anyway. <laughs> I thought it seemed like that castle would blow away in the raging Mars winds, if I'm honest with you. The first words of the movie. 
50 no. seconds in. No, so the, the actual word Waterworld comes up. Yes. And my title, first yeah. note is, it's still Earth. They, <laughs> there is no reason for them. There's a bunch of made-up words in this that there's no reason for because they also have the exact words still available. Yes. So Earth is now Waterworld, despite the fact that it's still Earth. And We are 500 years in the future. It After is. the ice and, caps melted. And fresh water is now called hydro. Yes. Oh, I'll fucking get there. But I fresh water get there. is also a thing because when the spoilers find fresh water, he says, it's fresh. It's fresh water. Right. Linguistics change. No. We'll fucking yeah, no, get they the change. Evolves. They change. But you don't immediately then go... Because when they would have found the fresh water at the end, they would have gone, oh, look at this river of hydro. Do you have an issue with it in Mad Max? Guzzoline. Yes, I don't like Mad Max. And the same reason... (laughs) Then you don't like this movie. (laughs) This movie wasn't as bad as Mad Max. Um, This movie is Mad Max. Well, yeah, my main main issue... wishes. No, this movie is Mad Max. No, it's Mad Max on water. It It is, because my main issue with these post-apocalyptic worlds is... They suddenly, as soon as the world goes to shit, everyone turns into a punk kamikaze fuckhead. That because it look. looks cool. Look, uh. I don't know about you, but I've got my chains and leather biker S&M gear <laughs> ready for when the world goes to shit. Don't and I'm going to put that on with my nipple straps and everything. I'm not going to join your jolly clan. old time. I want to be part of the sit down, do fuck all clan. <laughs> but yes, the movie is Mad Max on Water and it's something we'll get into after we talk about the movie. I have notes on it, don't worry. 50 seconds in, the movie starts proper with the epic voiceover guy off of YouTube or something saying the first words of the movie are the future. And I fucking love it. The future. The polar ice caps have melted, covering the earth with water. Those who survived have adapted to a new world. I love it! The you, future. You genuinely like this movie, don't you? This, I really, <laughs> really liked it. <laughs> I fun. really, unashamedly, really liked it. It's hey, great. I'm sure we can find examples of you going, oh, they've got opening narration and I fucking hate it. No, probably not. <laughs> I don't like opening narration. As I feel like if, you, if you've if you got to spend 10 minutes, I've said this before, well, if you've no, got to spend yeah. 10 minutes telling me about your world, then fuck, your world's not interesting. Well, okay. It, where if you it can't works, show me how interesting your world is and you've got to tell me how interesting your world is, your world's not interesting. Where it works is when they've gone the formation of the world. So we're not going to get into it in this film. So like um, Lord of the Rings Fellowship where they go, oh, this, this battle happened fucking thousands of years ago. Mm. That's where it works. It also works worked here. in Waterworld because it was 10 seconds. Yeah. It, it was just, oh, everything gets melted. now everything's water. Yep. There you go. Brilliant. Loved it. I'm at 2 minutes 25 seconds. So I've got one at 2 minutes. Uh, two minutes the, the, yeah. the piss drinking thing. And this, this is, I've got this note, and it sets the tone for this whole movie. Yes. Like, he immediately bear grills into a pot. And then that Waterworld that he's drinking there, that Hydro he's drinking there, would be very warm. I don't care how much you filter it through your plastic bottles there, buddy. Yeah, you see, this would be warm and disgusting. No, I've got that, a note that, about then, his then like, Why are you spitting it onto a plant? Just fucking pour it on, you weirdo. Well, it's because he's hydrating the inside of his mouth. Yeah. Also, that's that's why he has that weird... So he takes the first sip and he, it's as if he's just had whiskey or something. He goes, ah. Yeah, I get all of that. 
But it sets a fucking tone for this movie of, don't worry, guys, this is going to be bad. <laughs> I promise you. I mean, I, I, so my note at two minutes is I, I like it because it's... Actually, the extended version shows more scenery. It's got more scenic shots. I thought you'd like that. Yeah. More water. <laughs> well, more no, yeah. fucking no, endless no. expanse of fucking nothing. Water, sun, the, the, the light atoll, and everything. It goes. It has a lot of deep shots of like detail shots of the atoll and Kevin Costner's boat, which I thought actually would really like. <laughs> yeah, it's like carrying crisps in your mouth, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> little bits of detail. I like looking at things. He <laughs> <laughs> just likes detail, doesn't he? It's like real life. I love oh. detail, me. Really, because most of you see of that boat. Is fucking Kevin Costner sitting in a net? That's the most I ever noticed of that boat, and everything else was fucking. Are you who sure cares you shit? watched the Ulysses cut? Yeah, I'm three sure. hours long. Yeah. Okay. No, this is so. This film, like the first five minutes, I thought this is going to be good because it's going to be. And kind then of, it was good. Kind of, and you were of, happy. Kind of life of Pi esque, like an adventure on the sea, and where it's just we're going to see. There's not going to be a whole lot of speaking. It's going to mm-hmm. run into a few traders here and there. Mm-hmm. We're going to see the little gizmos he's put on his boat. Mm-hmm. And that's how we're going to experience the world through him. And then it turned into Mad Max. Well, what you dis- what you wanted is really fucking boring. So, <laughs> seven minutes and 15 seconds. Seven minutes. Go on. The the line theft, as I've got it written. This this is my note as well. Yeah, I've so, got one in rhyme. Is yours in rhyme? No. Okay. Mine well, says, here's mine my rhyme just about says, your line. Mine just says, why would you taunt a guy you just stole from? It never, it's, it always ends badly. And then nine minutes, 20. Yeah, see? Still some lines get condemned to death. I told you it was going to happen. Now, my note is problem? exactly the same, but it's in rhyme, so it's better. Do the lime crime. Kevin Costner meets another drifter out at sea who stole his fruit from a bonsai tree. That's my little rhyme. It's a, little, it's a haiku. Uh, but my, the real note here for me is when when it's revealed that l- the limes are gone, the movie does a dramatic zoom and a music sting on a bonsai tree. It's so cute. <laughs> it's so fucking weird. I loved it. It's, a, it's like putting Dr. Evil's music under a baby laughing. It's lovely. <laughs> it's not lovely. It's lovely. It works because it's hilarious. It's a dramatic zoom on a fucking bonsai tree. I feel like I'm taking crazy pictures. (laughs) See, it worked in that situation because it shows how much it meant to to Costy Boy. Costy Boy? (laughs) (laughs) Never heard him call that before. (laughs) I I choked on his actual name and decided to give him a new one. Just like they did at the end of the film. (laughs) He's a real Costy Boy. At the end of the film, they give him a name. Kelvin Costy Boy. Oh, Costy Boy. (laughs) 12 minutes. That's where I am. I'm at 15. 13. When he's trading. 12 minutes we reach the atoll for the first time. That's his boat. That's the big city. The floating uh, floating city on water. And this movie must have made some set designer unfathomably rich. Because those sets are massive. They are huge. And they are real as well. And I know you appreciate that. Both of you. I... Do, I do, I've always appreciated real, genuine props and effects. So it's a yes, quarter of a mile that. long. Yeah, that's built fucking on the water. crazy. It's fucking huge. I genuinely can't understand why they would do that. I, I get, I, well, I do actually. I get it because obviously because it's, it's, it's better looking. It's but the last big movie before like the advent of CGI comes along. 
like I just it wasn't worth it because I know how much this movie bombed it is worth it I know it cost a (laughs) shitload again I'm going to give you the story later on yeah we'll get the story later on hey guys guess what it's returning tidbit time it's back Mm, tidbit time Mm. oh (laughs) tidbit time so this floating city the atoll as we've said it's massive right it weighed 1,000 tonnes. Fuck. And for its construction, the construction of it, they used up all the available steel on all of the Hawaiian islands. Fuck They me. had to ship extra steel in from California. That's how fucking huge this set is. It, it used up all of a state's steel. It's gone. Okay, that so seems really unnecessary. All the steel. Yeah. All the steel. And how did a post-apocalyptic water-faring people come across all that steel? Dug it up, didn't they? Mm. Oh, I have points about this later. With bullets and petrol. It's made from old rusted boats that float along. So they never you lost a knowledge on how to make, maintain and use firearms. Well. We'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> because we're not talking about them right now. Because yeah, well, I've got a note for 15 minutes, I've got but you've 13. got for 13, yes. Um, I just want to talk about those shoes. That was shoes. an interesting fact, though, by the way. You're welcome. That's the first of many. I've got more. Those, those more shoes. More little yummy tid nuggets coming your way. The film really wants us to notice those shoes. And we first see oh, him... Like diving boots or something. Yeah, we, we see him bringing them up from under the water, and he goes, oh, I've got no boots. Mm. And he puts them on, and then he arrives at the atoll, and everyone goes, you've got nice boots. I want to buy your boots. No, they're my boots. And the sole reason for those boots existing is so he can take them off and show everyone his freaky feet. Yes. Yeah. And that's fucking stupid. We don't so... need three different cuts of... Tell me the story of your shoes from beginning to end. You have to assume that for every point before that life, he just never wore shoes. <laughs> and it's like, oh, this feet thing is really becoming a problem. I could do with some sort of uh, foot rows. Because yeah. I'm sorry, we don't have the word for shoes anymore. So shoe rows have to be there. <laughs> or foot rows. So, spoiler, he has webbed feet. But it's from Norfolk. Well, yeah. <laughs> but, because they're not those type of... Webbed feet will not help him swimming in any way more than no. just closing your toes as you swim normally. Because they're not... The, the point of Yes, they wings, will, and they do. The point of wings in, like, in like actual wings and shit is there's space between the digits and you fold them up. So the actual... So in, like, actual wings and shit, really crack me up. But Let's the, not get too technical here. The actual webs in, in his feet are rigid. Because they're made of fucking plastic. Right. And yeah, they're just a bit polyfiller. Yeah. <laughs> and in no way, when we see him swimming, in no way do they help his swimming because he can't spread them open. And he doesn't have the digits long enough for them to be effective webs. He w- why didn't he just go down and get some fucking diving flippers? Did you wish that's what he had for feet? Because that's diving flippers. Well, that <laughs> would have made sense. <laughs> that would have... If... if He's gone through enough mutation to have fucking gills. Then yes. his feet will be a bit more than just slabs that they are currently. Do you know what? That's a tiny nitpick in this amazing movie, so it doesn't really matter. Oh, is it, it nitpick time? <laughs> nitpick. Fifteen minutes. Fifteen minutes thirty-seven. Go on. It's a dirt. Sixty-four chicks. He's got, got a jar of dirt. dirt. Yeah. 
64 chits for pure dirt? What a bargain. What the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? What the fuck's a chit? No, but double it. And then they go, oh yeah, alright. There's yeah. no haggling, they just go, okay. What's a chit? Is it a pog? They need. <laughs> what is it? Is it a leaf? I, no one tells me what a fucking chit is. I just have to assume it's money. It could just be teeth. Who they fucking need knows? the dirt on this floating steel city. They need the dirt for reasons. No, I don't that even never give a fuck. Driveways. It's, it's not. Yeah, it's not the reason. It's not the unexplained reason. They just they need like dirt. dirt. It's like painting. Tastes real no good. No one needs a painting. Real dirt tastes good. Pure dirt. <laughs> I've got a whole wall covered in shites. Yeah. Look at all my art. <laughs> Money's gone, by the way. So now we've got chits. Water doesn't exist, so we're going to drink hydro yeah. and golden hydro. I don't see why you've got a problem with it. It's post-apocalyptic and language Because evolved. you don't just fucking lose the word for water that's been around for thousands of years. They haven't lost the word for water. No, no, they no, call no. it water well. So yeah. what the fuck? So that's a mistake then? No, it's not. Because yeah. they call it... Unless they, have, they have no need for hydro. Hydro unless... is the stuff that you can drink. Water is what they're surrounded by. But they no, also but have the word for fresh hydro. water. That's not even. That's called sea hydro. Oh. Either he fucked up and called it water, or hydro is supposed to be something else that isn't actually. Water. I feel like you're focusing too hard on this one point, yes, and it's detracting from the movie. Because, from because all they it do is bang on about hydro, thing. and it bleeds into it's it. Not it's not a big bullshit. problem. Language evolves. Why do we have so many it's words a, for shit? It's bullshit for the dialogue. Why do they? Because why, it doesn't why fucking so make any sense. Words for snow. Because they live in it. They live in the water! <laughs> <laughs> Let's just go swimming in the hydro, I guess. Can't drink sea hydro. So anyway, so, they me, trade the jar of dirt. Have a drink of my clear hydro. Yeah. They trade the jar, he trades the jar of dirt for some chits, and he moves to the local bar. Can we call, can we call them baby's teeth? Because fuck it, I don't know what chits are. Well, when he pours them out... Currency, we they're, call it they're currency. They're like rings of metal. Do you know what they look like to me? They look like Tazos. If you remember Tazos, yeah. which were the shit versions of Pogs. Yeah. It's caps. It's, it's Fallout caps, is what it is. Yeah. We move to the bar, and there we meet John Travolta's dad from Look Who's Talking. It's the only other movie I've ever seen him in. The guy with the eyebrows, old guy, we don't see him for the rest of the movie. And yeah. It just stood out to me. Yeah, he starts talking, and I just go, What's the point of this movie? What is it trying to say? Living in the post-apocalyptic water world isn't good. So don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of too fucking late to say that now. You're in it. It's not for them. It's the message for you. But I already know this message. Because you've watched Waterworld. I didn't need to watch Waterworld to go, temperatures being too high is bad. No, because the movie is so well known that you knew this already. Don't. Don't, don't without do without Waterworld, there would be no Al Gore. <laughs> without no evil, there can be no good, so it must be good to be evil sometimes. <laughs> oh, Christ. 32 minutes. I take no notes for 15 yeah, 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 minutes, guys. 22. So. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, now I've got 20, 20, 50. Right, 22. He's a mutant! Oh, yeah, I've got... Just down there, I've got like... Oh, no, it's an in's mouth. <laughs> Like so, well, yeah, so exactly. What? There's a big fuss about made about how he's a mutant, and I'm like, so this is the first we're hearing of it. We uh, haven't heard anything pro or against mutants. Uh, we shouldn't 
care. This is the first time we've we've told about it. I, I do have a note at twenty minutes. My twenty minute fifty note is just give us your seed. Yeah, <laughs> she's in this cup, boy. Don't call their daughter a cup. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they offer like a bucket or something from the jizz into. No. If it's like, if you won't sleep with no, a daughter, jizz into this. If you're gonna, what do you mean, door throw? If you're going to jizz, that word too. jizz into this. <laughs> Pulls a little plastic cup out of his yeah. top pocket. I've still never understood how Garth managed to fold a plastic cup without it cracking. It's paper. Is it, it's not paper, it's plastic. It's it sounds paper like plastic. It looks like cooler. plastic. You know in movies when they used to get warm records, you get little paper cups? Yeah. It's that. But still, how did you do it without the bottom tearing? You push the bottom in and you do a nice little crease. Mm, have you tried folding a paper cup? No. It's difficult. It's ridged. Yeah, for, for your pleasure. pleasure. Ah. <laughs> jinx. 24 full No, you've been jinxed. Or too fucking bad. <laughs> how, well, just to touch on the mutant thing again, if they wanted to make it a thing, we should have heard talk about it like from the trader we met earlier, or just from randos in the episode. Why should well, we? Why can't we hear about it now? How about because some when we building? find out that he's a mutant, because we've met two other people in this movie. One of them's the mutant. The other guy stole his limes. They're trying to criticise him no, for it. We met the and guy with the massive eyebrows. Well, you've got to find that. out that he's a mutant at some point. Why does the guy who stole his limes need to know that the guy's? Because we need to know. Mutant? We need to. Why do they hate mutants so much? We need to know why they're because suddenly. Because he's a mutant. Yeah. That that's literally the reason. It's just he's a mutant. He's an in's but, mouth. But what? Why we, do people hate me so much for my hair colour? It's not the hair colour. Okay, it. yeah, you got and me. And everything else that goes with the <laughs> hair colour. Twenty four forty during the the tour talk after they've captured Fishman and they've hung him up in a in a cage. I just love the fact that nobody gives a fuck what that fuck boy is saying. He's rattling on about he uses this exercise arm machine to torture people and lit, everyone's dead silent. No one's rabbling. Because yeah. when you have that scene, you're supposed to have people rabbling. Everyone's just like, they're yeah. all this. They're all enraptured. Not even no, not enraptured because they're, they're not going, engaged. Oh, ah, they're doing nothing. Hey, they're Dan, being silent. That wasn't in the theatrical version. We it don't wasn't. talk about what's in the theatrical version. Oh boy, that wasn't in the theatrical version. <laughs> they just stuck him in a cage and then he escaped the cage. There was no trial. I'm at 32 <laughs> minutes. Nobody gives two shits about what that guy's got to say. I'm at 27 minutes. Got them. Uh, oh, here we go. Yeah, so fucking they they were for their mutant is Muto. Yes, well, no, they, uh, it's both. They have mutant and Muto. So surely there are enough mutants around that they need to call them words. Yeah, but here's the thing. I've now caught on to the the usage of words. It's just take the word and add O on the end, <laughs> and that's it. You've got your new future word. Are they Australian? Easy. So Dothero, it's perfect. I now fully understand the future talk. But I also got at this point it's just like, Spanish, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> Plato Chipso. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't like. It's easy to talk Spanish. I've got a note here, and it's more of a general thing about movies, but it comes up because of this scene. The um. The let's all talk bullshit and get riled up into killing a person scene. Right, yep. I'm so tired of seeing that scene and it's it's a really shit way of almost of artificially introducing a threat and drama. Because it just leads everyone to accusing everyone of being a spy and then everyone dies. It's, it, it, logically speaking, it makes no sense because then you just start accusing everyone of being a mutant and then everybody dies. 
by being recycled. Sounds like a fun movie. No, it doesn't, does it? What it, it does. sounds like... I'd watch that. ...is a standard a trope that amongst all, us. all post-apocalyptic films use. It's like, oh, The Outsider. He's yes. not one of us. We got to kill The Outsider. And then we obviously side with The Outsider. We've got to kill this blind man carrying a Bible. Book of Eli was a decent film. Was it? <laughs> yep. Can't remember a thing about it. Gary Oldman was in it. Didn't remember that. 32 oh. minutes, I've taken no notes for 15 minutes now because I've just been enjoying the movie, okay? You I've know also got really shut enjoying. up telescope, man. <laughs> well, no, because <laughs> Dan, Dan, don't care what he says. Dan, got some info for you, Dan. Yeah, all right. He's not in the theatrical. <laughs> that bit, that yeah. bit of man looking in telescope wasn't yeah. in the extended version. <laughs> don't move, my dear. Taurus, I forgot Taurus. The ball in the shoulder of the bull of the Six sisters. Well, seven sisters, but you can only see six. But at the beginning of each lunar, one of the sisters is perpendicularly lined up with Scorpius. And the Scorpius. You get one more, actually. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> I've got plenty. But I, I doesn't matter but what's it in the theatrical version. You were told not to watch it. it don't worked. try and justify it to yourself now retroactively. <laughs> we're not reviewing the theatrical one. It works in the extended version because in the theatrical, I didn't like the old man because we didn't. he was just going, numbers! Numbers yes. and shit. In the extended version, we get more of the research he's doing. Yes. More which of the I liked. Still couldn't give a shit, so shut up, telescope man. <laughs> Piss off back to whatever country you came from. <laughs> Sorry, whatever country you came from. Right. Let me. I'm going to bring the listeners up to speed, okay? So, we have the world, the mystery it's building. We have Kevin Costner, he's a fish man. He came to trade with a dying outpost. Yeah. They imprison him for being a fish man. There's a little girl on this atoll who has a cryptic tattoo on her back. She might have some sort of magical power because she's able to draw a horse. It might be a clue to finding dry land. And it's all, it was all, it's all rather good. Uh, but at 32 minutes, there are no, no villains, of, no proper villains have shown up. Uh, well, we've, we've seen the smokers. Earth, wind, fire, horse. <laughs> 35 minutes is where the villains show up. Uh, yeah. And it was at 32 minutes, so I thought, they should really introduce the main villain in the movie now, yeah. soon. Because it wasn't on Mr. Eyebrows earlier, banging no, on about shoes. it wasn't shoes. Mr. Eyebrows. The main villain shows up, 35 minutes, asking you shall receive. Really, I should write scripts, because I've got this fucking structure thing down on lock. Um, it's Dennis Hopper. Yeah. Dennis Hopper was the best thing about this film. He's great. Yeah, he was. He was, I can't deny, he was the best thing about this film. Except for when he's talking about golf. It's Dennis Hopper's second appearance on the podcast yes, after yeah. Super Mario Brothers, hmm. where he played <laughs> evil leader in a future post-apocalyptic world. King Cooper. Yep. I'm King Cooper. Yep. I does it mean the bus go really fast? Does it better here? I think. <laughs> I think it's slightly better here. Thirty-six, uh, thirty-eight. Journey invasion. What does that lookout scream? What? The lookout. He spots the the smokers. And he screams something. Oh, um, it's something like uh, to your posts or to... Really? Because it's... That's what I heard. Yes. Uh, so, I... Cameo it's... by Arnold Schwarzenegger. Not known. <laughs> the fine. theatrical yeah. version I watched with subtitles and I cannot remember what he said. <laughs> the extended so, version did not come with subtitles. So useless to me then. <laughs> so yes, the main, then... the main villains of the movie attack the atoll that Fishman and Enola, the little girl, is on who might have future mm. horse magic powers. No, look good. And this, this, this scene 
lasts in the extended version a good 10 to 15 minutes it's so fucking long it's so long but did you not appreciate how long it was no no really in the theatrical version i fucking hated it because we didn't have any of the lead up we just went to gets to atoll sells his dirt gets accused of being a fish boy and then attacked Mm. in the extended version we got a bit more yeah so i was able to get through the battle a bit longer than i did for the theatrical version but I, there was still a definite point where I just went just fucking end it it's, it's very very long it's, it's too long scene. it's like when and I, um, I appreciate to- it. everything's real though it's all yeah you know give that to him appreciate still, that still you cut that down to like five minutes tops no five minutes would have been way too short for it, what they're trying it's to like achieve it's like when in for well, not, episode three Star Wars episode three they like, oh, one of the longest lightsaber fights in history. Hmm. And they gave it to you, and it's like, wow, this is boring. Yeah, yes, It's really it boring. Stop. Where, where it would have worked with Waterworld is if they actually moved on to different things or went to different places. But because it all happens in one place, like on a lava field... Well, this because... is the problem with setting your whole thing in a bathtub, hmm. is that... You've literally got nowhere else to go. This isn't like it's it's a massive set and mm-hmm. it's impressive, but it's a ring. Yeah, there's nothing else to it. There's no like structures. You, there's no levels you can go up and down. There's no structures you can go in and out of. There's no paths you can go down. There's n- you can't do an interesting action scene in a circle. There's only, only as as so many aware. times you can. There's only so many times. There's only so many times you can blow the metal out and ramp a a a speedy dinghy. But there was, I mean, there were people on on fire on jet skis, jumping off ramps over walls. There was a plane and people jumping out of the plane, and there were people getting shot and people falling off. It was stupid Mad Max shit. And if you took Mad Max is great, I don't know what you're talking about. Mad Max is cut this cut that scene down by half the runtime. That scene would have been totally fine. Do you know how much this movie cost in the end? What was it like? In the eighty million or something? Or no, am I am I lowballing it? You are lowballing it by, really? by about hundred million. Oh fuck! Wow. This movie fuck cost one hundred and seventy-five million dollars to That's produce, insane. and it is all up there on the screen. Mm. It is there, especially in this attack on the city. It is it's fifteen minutes prolonged. That money is. There, it's everything is real. There's hundreds of performers, none of them are CGI, and it's it's good. I like it, but then I can't help think what George Miller would have done with it because you know, the movie not unfairly gets compared to Mad Max movies, and we've seen what George Miller can do with 150 million in Fury Road. Mm. If they if they if they had given this project to George Miller with that budget, just imagine what it would have been yeah there could it would have been... have been less fun times on a boat and more fucking running into walls and shit and I would hate it I want more fun times on a boat do you not like Fury Road no is it because Tom Holtz in it uh, Tom Hardy um, uh, no what's his name Nicholas uh, Holt Nicholas Holt that's it Nick Holt Tom Hardy is it because of Nicholas Holt is it because he was uh, in Skins uh, not Nicholas Holt partly because of Tom Hardy my best friend Nicholas Holt yeah, you got a problem with his best friend. Since yeah. since Venom, I'm less against Tom Hardy now. Really? I enjoyed Venom for what okay. it was. I've still not seen it. It was all right. It's on Now TV. I'll watch it soon. Titty bitty time. Can I quickly interrupt just uh, while we're on the, the combat scene? 
Small thing. Let me do the titty bitty time. On, okay. Off the back of how much this movie cost. Okay. Mm, titty bitty time. Titty bitty time. <laughs> Itty titty bitty time. So the movie had the production budget of 175 million. That is just the production budget. That's not taking into account marketing and whatnot. Mm. 175 million. 22 million of which was Costner's own money that he poured into it. Yeah, um, I knew he financed quite. I know he put a chunk in for financing. So I, I'm going to give you as much of a breakdown of that budget as I can. Okay. Uh, as I've said, the movie, movie you bought and used all the steel in Hawaii. They used Hawaiian contractors and caterers uh, because they were the only ones available. So the Hawaiian contractors and uh, caterers, they all inflated their costs. Uh, because what other choice did the movie have? They had to use these people locally. Yeah. Uh, so they used contractors to the tune of 35 million. Uh, the other 145 million was all spent on Kevin Costner's $4,500 per night accommodation. <laughs> wow. Which he stayed in for 157 days. Wow. $4,500 $4, per night. Fuck. Well, yeah. No wonder he had to finance some of it. I mean, it, it, technically, being a bit hyperbolic there, it's not 145 million, it's about 700,000, but fucking hell, still, right? Jesus Christ. Dude. Go fucking sleep in an, in an Airbnb. Or fuck, go sleep in a little chef. Four and a half grand a night. Fuck. Little chef don't do accommodation, so what? Just in a restaurant? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was trying, I was going to hotels like, <laughs> nah, I'm not going to give you any. You can get fucked. It's like, thanks, brain. So go on, that was my little tidbit time. Yeah. You had another note about the so, attack. Yeah. To go back to the, the guns and the bullets thing I said a little earlier, this is the scene where it comes up for me. Yeah. It's, where are they getting the fuel? Where are they getting the bullets from? How are they maintaining all of this? We'll see, we'll see all that Pumping later. Pumping the fuel, I get it. And I and the the big fuel tanker, yeah. But where did that fuel come from? Where did they farm, mine, and refine that fuel that they can use in cars? Uh, oh, sorry, cars. Yeah, in cars, because yeah. there's a car in this. Yeah, yeah. In their boats. Where do they get gunpowder? Where they get the shell casings, where they get the lead for the bullets, where did they learn how to actually case properly and prime all of that? Where did they learn how to keep all the guns maintained and oil to be able to fire? Where did they get all of this in Water World? We see most of that later on. Where the old, wait, wait, wait. old naval ships. What where, no, ships. old old wooden ships. <laughs> where they get them doesn't matter because later on we find that Kevin Costner found a fucking CD player. In the middle of the ocean, yeah, five hundred years, still works, still plays yeah. Miles fucking Davis on it. Yeah, so so it doesn't fucking matter, really. No, I Problem? guess it. I guess it doesn't fucking matter <laughs> that, when your bullshit doesn't make any sense. To be sense. fair, that is the answer to most of the like nitpicks you have with movies. Is that it generally well, doesn't matter when it's it started movie, off so promisingly? Like, always oh, creating things that turns his piss into drinkable water. That's fine. That's something you can suspend your disbelief and go, yeah, maybe they've come up with some shit that you can just crank a handle and, mm -hmm. yeah, that works. But when we know how CD players work and if you put them in salt water for any period of time, you're going to fuck them up. Mm. Clearly, he's a dab hand at electronics. Maybe he found... pulled out from some Nat Geo. Maybe he found the CD player on a boat. That wasn't in the water. See, Allegedly, five hundred years later, it probably still degraded a bit. <laughs> if if there's loads of boats just floating about with shit on them, let's in see. Let's see the traders going on these boats. Let's see them actually on the boats rather than on their little mm. skiffs. 
So, you, what you want is to make this three-hour movie longer. What I yeah, thought, I want it to be an adventure film, not a fucking chosen. Right, the trope of the the chosen one, okay, should never be a non-protagonist, and it should never be a child, unless it's like a coming-of-age story. So this this Enola. For, for a child actor, yes, she was do. okay. No Natalie Portman, but no, she, she was wasn't. okay. Fun fact, do you want to know what else she's been in? Uh, tell me. And you would, you would have seen the movie she's been in. She's in Napoleon Dynamite. Mm-hmm. She's the female lead in that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I recognise her. Yeah. Ashley, your point about yeah, never having this a child this be isn't the, how the you one. Do, this isn't how you do that. Peter Pan. Oh... I do have one other thing. Technically, not a child. Technically, a child. Mm. Whole he point of Peter Pan no, is he that he's no. never he ever wants to grow a child. up. He's literally a child because he that fights is... adults also, all his life. How is he a chosen one? He, he's, he's Peter is he Pan. He is the he's Peter not a chosen Pan. One. He is the Peter Pan, the one that goes through like well, to I mean, London and brings people back. And is the chosen one? Is technically the kids he snatches at the start of the movie. Because let's not pretend he does abduct those kids. 45 minutes is so, my next night. Wait, I need to go back. How can fire be a problem in Waterworld? It's like a fire at SeaWorld. How did that happen? The whole place is water? Now, I understand if you've got petrol, but how does fire be a problem in Waterworld? Silence. <laughs> Wood is a commodity just, that they trade. I'm just saying, wood would be continuously wet Everything is continuously wet. Including Kevin Costner, who is never not wet. Always wet. Even when his co-stars are dry, (laughs) he is wet. That one little nipple always poking out at you. Because that's sort of his reason why this nipple always looking at me. (laughs) Every scene. 45 minutes, right? I'll give you something that I'm not keen on about Um, the movie. We'll skip that. That's fine. Uh, One thing I'm not keen about the movie on is, is the score. Uh, it was. There was. It reminded me of something, but I couldn't put my finger on it. It's that very common archetypal '90s movie Hollywood Oops. adventure score. Yeah. Um, like almost. It almost sounded Indiana Jonesy. Da 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 da. Like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Almost like almost Disney-esque in a way, and it doesn't gel. With what is being dis- depicted on the screen. No. Uh, it, it sounds like fucking Police Academy is what it sounds like. Yeah, yeah you right. That's what it sounds like. And it's, it's, it's James Newton Howard as well, who's done some great work. But the score in context with this movie is a dissonance. It doesn't, it doesn't fit, it doesn't work. It's too happy for mm. what, what's being depicted. The score would have gone unnoticed by me if it didn't suddenly go into the Peter Gunn riff. <laughs> that was weird, wasn't it? It was fucking awful. <laughs> yeah. For no reason. Just, oh, Dennis Hopper's... I mean, I'm getting on a bit here, but Dennis Hopper's getting in a car and lobbing cigarettes at people, so let's do the Peter Gunn riff of a, yeah, so, a show about a spy? Yeah, we're, we're, we're on Dennis Hopper's base after he's, had, oh. after he's been blown up, loses an eye, gets a glass eye, which flings out of his head. It was very funny. It does look like shit. <laughs> which is 
Funny life. He, yeah, he jumps in the car and we get the only piece of non-diegetic music. Uh, we, we, no, we get a piece we, of non-diegetic uh, music non that isn't the score. Yeah. And it's the Peter Gunn theme and it sticks out like a sore thumb. Hmm. It's what? really weird. It pulled me right out of the movie. Well, it's, and it's probably because it was they had the license to use it or Yeah. We should probably mention that um, during this infinity long gunfight, yes, um, the lady who who looks after Anola, the chosen one, she says to Kevin Costner, "If you help us, I'll let you out, so you won't get recycled in this weird green goop." Mm. They had these weird green crystals around it for some reason. Didn't spot that. Didn't yeah, spot it's weird. Yeah. Um, and you know, amongst all the generic gunshots, sound effects going off, yep. you, you hear and all. I think it's like, yeah, sure, and then they escape and they get out of there yes and then I, then their naming convention f falls apart because they call it gold juice and not petrolo so now they're just <laughs> trying to confuse me with their with their future talk and, and I'm feeling there's more complexity to this language now so 48 minutes yep um yeah, yeah so you, you've already said I think, was their name Judy or Jody or sure who are, Some, you, who are you talking about? Which one? Uh, who are you talking about? Enola's mum figure. Oh, uh, Helen. Yeah, yeah, with a J. <laughs> Jelen. Yeah. It's a soft J. <laughs> Helen. So, Helen. Yeah, so as you said, Dan, like, she went to Costy Boy. <laughs> when, I'll, I'll, let you out of, I'll let you out of here if you let us go with you. Hmm. And then they all get onto Costy Boy's boat and then she's, he says to her, can you steer? And... She then replies, can I trust you? No reply, goes to the steering wheel and starts steering. Motherfucker, you are to come with him. <laughs> there's there's no trust relationship here. It's like, you, you asked to come onto this boat. Don't start back talking the captain. Yeah, I've got, I've got two very similar notes, a 58.15 and one hour four, which basically go... Boy, do I not give a fuck about these people. <laughs> and this must be a cut scene, because who gives a shit? You can tell I like this movie because I'm swearing a lot this episode. But, oh my God, did I not... I hated both of these two. I wanted him to strangle them under the water, which is very extreme. Well, well, so either. you must have liked this bit then, when he was just trying to chuck them off every now and then. Yeah, I, yes. I was, yeah, <laughs> throw them off the boat, fuck them. At 59 minutes, after we have our big action scene and our heroes escape... Uh, the first thing they talk about is killing the child. Oh, are you going to come across all I'm a dad? No, 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 I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. They talk about killing the child and using like sex for safe passage. Yeah. This is and then Costner, weird. Costner beats our lead female unconscious with a boat yeah. oar. <laughs> and it's all some after really... Dro after he drops a tarpaulin. Uh, yeah. Sail on her. It's all some really rather dark stuff. When you consider, especially that this movie was originally conceived as a children's adventure film. <laughs> We're going to kill this child. Beat a woman I'm, to I'm death. I'm going to have sex with you for safety. Beat a woman unconscious. <laughs> Welcome to Waterworld. <laughs> Welcome to Water Earth. Okay, yeah, now Will Smith should have been in the lead of this. Yes, I agree with you. Uh, one hour right, I tap out for the first time. Uh, one one I've got two. To, I've got to take... A, I, I had to step away on my first watch and like... So I mark the times like I'm out. I'm one hour eight minutes in. You I'm made it a third back. of the way. Well done. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna go do anything, anything. Listeners, we're a third of the movie down. Stick with us. And then immediately after, I've got one hour nine on the boat. The dialogue is awful. Everything is awful. <laughs> and he warned you. And he warned you not to backtalk him. 
<laughs> everything is awful. <laughs> the dialogue is awful. Everything is awful. I hate my life. So between one hour five and one hour nine, Kevin Costner boy pushes the little girl over, uh, shakes her violently, to, throws her overboard. To, to, use a, to use a modern-ism, he yeets her off the boat. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, she can't swim. What fucking... I know, the fact that she can't oh, swim in Waterworld is just bad parenting. <laughs> well, she didn't have parents. Who? The who world is literally that? covered in water. <laughs> Teach your you... child to swim. Like, it's not even like it's that far to water from the fucking town. Her shop literally is ten feet from the sea. They're... Just put her in and hold her while she paddles, <laughs> you fuck. Their pavements, their pavements float and wobble. One bad storm, you're going in. Yeah. Oh, she like imagine if she got older. One drunken night, fuck, she's gone. <laughs> Out on the lag. So fuck. Go back to one or two when Dennis Hopper's getting his new eyeball, mm. and he's told, oh, "I might fuck with your depth perception." And then Dennis Hopper says, "Well, it better not screw with my short game." And this is my first note of many talking about fucking golf. Yeah. Because how's he having a long game? <laughs> where, where everything's a hole in one when the earth is fucking sea where it is, is kind of weird that the villain's only motivation is that he wants to play golf and that's not in the theatrical version and it's so good that it's not there it's, because it's fucking awful it's how did great. he hear about golf it's great well, he's, National he's, Geographic and those videos oh, I keep forgetting yeah and that show just keeps popping up oh yeah like par- apparently Apparently, if you have a magazine, you can retire for life. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> Costner's got two, so... Mm-hmm. Uh, right, 114. Okay, we get, we get 113. Another... Go on, then. Boat attack. Yes. Which is just, everything this woman does is worthless. She would rather <laughs> act like a dickhead than help. She harpoons them to... A... Was, yeah. No, she, she was har- trying to help when she harpoons the plane. I'm sorry, it's a fucking harpoon? Yeah. They but she's trying to bring the plane always down. Have a rope t- she does kill the gunner with it. She does yeah, kill the and gunner. It works, it works against the attacks. <laughs> but it gets me because she's like, well, you got to fight for us. And he literally goes to help. And she's like, you coward, you're running away. She doesn't know that so, he goes to help. He just goes downstairs without a word. If he told her, oh, hold on a minute, I'm going to go get some guns. The thing's fucking firing on them. Yeah. What do you think he's going to go do? Have a fucking nap? He's <laughs> going to go hide from the he's bullets. He's going to go make I, his I can understand her point That he really view. should have had prepared for like all occasions. Sort of build it then for about five minutes. And they come up and find his boat attached to a plane. There's a shot. Which, where did they find the plane? Well, yeah. It's floating about. Is... It's got pontoons. Well, no, because Fine. again, we see all these like skiffs and little motorboats coming out with, and there's no mothership. We can't see any mothership that they would have come from. So mm-hmm. it's just as if they're just floating about in the ocean, waiting for something to happen. Because you, in real life, that's like that's how the Smiley Pirates op- operate. They've got a mothership that their skiffs go from. There is a mothership though. It's Hopper's big old naval boat, which we see once at yeah. the end. Like yeah, in the in the final third of the film. But we see it. But all is revealed. But it only moves by rowing, right? Yeah. And we <laughs> yeah. we don't see it like the beginning, like the first ten minutes of the film when we first see the smokers on their jet skis. Mm-hmm. They came from fucking nowhere. Mm-hmm. Jet skis don't have a long range. They've got a fair amount. Some of them. And a lot. The some of them ones. are tethered to literally tethered to the to the petrol pump. Some of their ships, or some of the things that they've got. Yeah, yeah. But more importantly, I'd like. I decided just clocked to me. Where'd they get that car? 
It was on the boat. It was on the boat. It fell off it? a truck. Truck. <laughs> Trucko. Because I, I, I think the boat is not a naval boat. It's a um, cargo ship, isn't it? It looks like one of the um, sort of like. Yeah, it's a cargo ship. So At first, I, I thought I it was like, a, there like would one have of been, the, the old destroyers. There might have been a crate on there ferrying the car across the ocean. And the reason the boat has holes in it is because they've been like mutilating it to make their weaponry and make their bullets. See, now, I, when I thought about it with the bullet thing, I thought it was going to be more like a... Like a, almost like a kinetic thing. Like it just forces the bullet mm. out really hard and it's not actually a bullet. But no, it's genuine bullet. So yep. that ship must have had gunpowder, firearms, a car. Shit, was that Scarface's boat? <laughs> Back to the boat attack and the plane scene. Okay. There's a quick shot, but it's a stunt shot. It's mm. a really great stunt. Right, so the smokers send a plane after the hero's boat. Helen harpoons it which, with a tether, which causes the plane to Empire Strikes back around the mast of the boat. Well, Wrapping around it, getting closer and closer, well, and, well, you know, getting closer and closer to the boat because it's tethered. Mm. So Costner climbs up the mast and tries to cut the line mm. that attaches the plane to the boat. Uh, but the pilot, Jack Black... Yeah, I, I actually <laughs> had this note later yeah. on. The bad guy's like, oh, hi, Jack Black, yeah. I didn't know you were in this shit. The pilot of the plane, the smoker pilot, manages to cut the line himself, which causes the boat to violently fling Kevin Costner from the top of the mast, or Kevin Costner's stuntman, from the top mm. of the mast, over the boat, and down into the sea. And it's a fucking good stunt. It is a good stunt. It's really good. Give the that. movie that is, is good full of good stunts. There is a reason that Universal has a, or had a Waterworld stunt show, and it lasted so long. It's because whatever you think of the movie, it's full of good stunts. I think it's still running in the Japan one. I think Japan might be the only place it's still running. Mm. I haven't done that much research. So, quick aside here, so I can stop talking about Waterworld for a little bit. Oh, yeah, go on. Why has Jack Black made a career out of being in shit films? Tropic Thunder. Orange County. Yeah? High Fidelity. Yeah, made some good. Yeah, high fidelity. Shallow How was all right for its time. No, it wasn't. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> it was. There you go. You you sure about these picks you're making? Fourth movie and we fucked it, Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even make we it past to make, one hand. Trying to make a point and you fucked it over. There we go. <laughs> so technically, I'm right then. Anyway, back onto it. So back on track. I'm at one hour thirty-one. One hour twenty-eight. One seventeen. Still on the boat and fuck all this happening. <laughs> no, because something did happen at one seventeen. Fucking tomatoes. Oh, right. This uh, wasn't in the theatrical cut. Again, there's a reason why some of these cuts didn't make it and don't deserve to be added to just make this three hours for no reason. Mm. Because two fucking people crawling towards a tiny tomato on their knees for five minutes is not good film. <laughs> and when the, when the kid is a better actor than the fucking woman, I was like, she's, she's looking like a fucking dog with its tongue out his mouth just yeah. going oh look food yeah. oh, do food do weird like lip licking stuff it's like love yeah and like it's, it was just out of nowhere I think a lot and of and then these... the fucking licking the seeds off the boat waste not one not I think a lot of these acting decisions that you have such a problem with I, I can I can explain later on when I tell you about the production of the movie did you direct I it I can't yeah can't promise I'm going to be <laughs> any less angry but oh I can't promise so, either but it might explain some things so 128 to 135 is just nothing is happening this movie is worthless and I want this woman and child dead no, 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 because no, no. I don't like them 
not to 135, because at 131, we get giant CGI monster mutated shark. Do we? Oh, hmm. yes, we do. A single shot. It's very brief. We get one shot of it. But in this movie where it's mostly practical, boy, does this 1995 mutant CGI shark stand out. Mm. Also has no reason to be there because it is just the one shot. Yeah. Um, like, if we need any sort of peril that's different from the smokers, let's bring some beasties into it. Mm. And let's not just have, I'm going to fly about in the water and then uh, uh, sharks can come up and then we're going to immediately cut to me putting a lump of flesh on the coals. Hey, do you want beasties? I want beasties. You want beasties? Stick around, listeners. Stick around, Ashley, because I've got beasties for you when it gets to <laughs> sequel <So>. time. <laughs> right. I've got, going back to the CGI monster shark, yeah. I've got a CGI tidbit parsley sage rosemary and thyme for you. Uh, in addition to the CGI mutant shark monstrosity, there are quite a few other visual effects shot in the movie. Mostly painting out of land in the background and whatnot. But also, Kevin Costner's character's name is the Mariner, by the way. Yeah. Also, mm. fixing the Mariner's ear gills in underwater shots so they look less like vaginas. <laughs> and... Oh. Fixing Kevin Costner's receding hairline. Yeah, I noticed that. I noticed the hair. <laughs> With CGI in post, both very expensive processes in 95, no doubt inflating the budget even more than it already was. Also, you say he's called the Mariner. <laughs> yep. We don't find that out until... Until you read the Wikipedia page. No, until after oh, Gregor on his flying ship Oh, comes Telescope in. Man, shut up. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You don't find out until after him, and then they land on the new atoll, which is just like four boats. And then they go, oh, the Mariner's going to fuck off now. Yeah. And that's when we find out he's called that, or <laughs> yeah. they call him that. So, so just to bring up the gills, my wife actually had a problem with the gills. <laughs> is it that they didn't look like enough like vaginas? <laughs> Weirdly enough, no. It was more, well, if he's got those gills, then he needs all the stuff to be able to feel the water properly. Because you know, it's in his act, ears. Act, yeah. <laughs> Why are they in his ears? Why not down here? Where is he keeping all the stuff necessary hmm. to be able to filter that properly when he's breathing? And why hasn't he cut his hair to stop it going in his gills? Yeah. <laughs> like, like one, like one bad back thing, and he's choking on on his own <laughs> hair. It's a bad decision, Kevin Cosner. And yes, I'm holding you personally responsible. <laughs> so, and there's an action scene that happens here. Hour and forty-two. Is this where you are? At the little outpost with the weekend at Bernie's corpses. <laughs> yeah, this is where I'm at. And Dennis Hopper hiding amongst all the weekend at Bernie's <laughs> fucking home alone corpses. That's it, just keep pulling the wires. Oh, it's brilliant. Jesus oh. Christ. Yeah, I think what, so. a, what a movie. This movie's wonderful. By this point, this is happening, an exposition happens, and I just. I've spent so much time looking at water and nothing and characters I hate that I just cannot care. I cannot be brought to care about this film or even like, even enjoy the things that are clearly the best they can be. It's so hard to care about this film. It's so hard to think this is a good film because it's, it's not. not. It's not it's hard not. to think this is a good film. It's terrible. It's really enjoyable. No. I'm at an hour and 55 when the Mariner takes Helen under the sea. Yeah, so I've got one for this, which is just 
Breathing for both of them, gross. Second hand, second hand, in's mouth's breath. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy that carbon dioxide. I, I mean, my note is just that he t- he takes her under the sea to show her that dry land is a myth, where his dirt came from. It came from the seabed, and they surface. And Dennis Hop- Dennis Hopper's there to kidnap the little girl Enola, because the tattoo on her back might lead them to dry land. I'm just recapping things for the listener yes, here so to ca- get them up to speed yeah. for the people who haven't seen the movie. Um, We're now two thirds of the way through. Yeah, two thirds of the way through. And again, just to reiterate, I. Th- Dennis Hopper's main motivation for wanting Dryland is that he wants to play golf. That is the villain's motivation. That is, but that is only he doesn't want to kill anyone. He doesn't want to kill you. He just wants to play around a golf. Leave him be. Work together. So that would be a very interesting what if of this movie. If he just they t- they told him he went there, he played golf, and he left. That was it. He didn't even want the land. He just wanted to play golf. Like on the moon. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. That's all he was. Like, okay, you can have the land now. I'm all done. I've played my golf. Off I go. Now, at this point, we're, we're an hour and 50-something into the movie, right? We're two-thirds of the way through. Yeah. Without spoiling the twist right now, if you if you hadn't figured it out, had you figured out what the tattoo on Enola's back meant at this point in the movie? In what sense? To be what a- it was. I wasn't really paying that attention. I'm guessing it was I'll take a, a Chinese chow mein and some spring rolls. <laughs> no. I didn't bother to look into it, I assume. Because like, they said Portuguese, but it clearly to... looked Chinese, the writing. Yeah, well, there's there's an a, arrow and there's a, a circle, of... and on top of the circle is an arrow, and yeah. there's Chinese writing. And yeah. and there's, okay. there's, a, there's like a little mountain shape on top of that arrow. Okay, so you hadn't figured it out at this point. What is there to figure out? What the, what the map was... You hadn't figured out the twist of the movie at this point. It's safe There's to say. No twist to this movie. There is mate. the twist. Of the and twist. this, this is you clutching at straws no, to make this movie. No, this seem is the big twist. And if no, no, none of you have figured it out, we'll do it at the end where it is. Because who cares? I care. <laughs> I love this movie. Oh, I do unashamedly have... <laughs> love this movie. So do you ever know after this when their boat when his boat gets fucked up, it's how convenient that shut up telescope man appears to save them. <laughs> well no, he he says it was good thinking to set your boat on fire so I could see it. But I wanna talk about I think I've said to you guys before this theory of this any time there's a death scene or like a, a near death scene, everything after that is clearly just a coma fantasy and they're dying slowly. <laughs> it's and, Jacob's ladder is what you're saying. Yeah. I'm I'm saying like spoilers for Jacob's Ladder, if you haven't seen that pretty damn old movie. Is yeah, I I always go by that. Well, if they're nearly dying and they're suddenly rescued, then well, they probably actually are dead, and this is all just in the head. Sounds like you live a very unenjoyable life. <laughs> if that's well, how you watch your movies. Because well, the thing is, it always happens. There's always just a convenient rescue. It's like, well, you must be having some sort of fantasy. You're you're fantasizing that you've been rescued. Yeah, and the opposite of that is the thing. <laughs> where you basically all the way go up to the end when realise there will be no rescue of any what well, there is it will screw everything up yeah yeah. and like it's an un, it, it's like a hard rule I live by but it's always a fun thing of going ha, they're probably actually dead and this is all fantasy <laughs> but that's what you wanted from the beginning really you just wanted them all to be dead this I is mean, true yes I did <laughs> even the villagers when it uh, like 2013 they they get they head back to the uh, 
the Mariner Town, the villagers are still like, fuck this guy, he's a dick, because he has weird vagina gills. <laughs> Wait, now I get why they have a problem That's with That's why mutants. they want to fuck him. Hour and 56.30, right? Once Dennis Hopper takes... <laughs> Dennis Hopper kidnaps Enola. Yep. And... It makes me think of Lost season one, the end of Wild, Wild. You know, remember Lost, guys? It was a good TV show for seasons one and a half, one and five, one and a half, four, six and a half. Maybe basically first and last. Half, Everything else. Half safe. of Lost was good. Uh, anyway, two hours Gen three, right? Half. The child's been kidnapped. Yeah. And then my note here at two hours and three is man. Sure is nothing like a destroyed home, kidnapped child, and the prospect of a slow, drawn-out death under the beating sun to get you really hard and wet. <laughs> <laughs> because she fucks the fish man. Oh, yeah, she does. Oh, yeah. I couldn't give a shit about that sexy. And thus Guillermo del Toro was inspired. <laughs> <laughs> and we finally get our porno-grinding Nemo. Yeah. Minutes, minutes after they kidnap her, blow up their home. Let's fuck, shall Why we? Why didn't you take me before? You didn't want me. Not really. Oh, but now you do. That's upsetting. <laughs> it's so self-depreciating. It really is. You didn't want me. Droopy dog Costner. <laughs> Costy dog. So, I think we've... We, did we skip over the part where he was going to trade her for paper? Trade her... Trade yeah, her we skipped over with the Irish madman. Scottish. Yeah, good. Fuck him. Was he, he wasn't Scottish. He was more Scottish than Irish. <laughs> he was an amalgamation of the two. Quite listen to this. You listen to that clip and you tell us whether he was Scottish, Irish, Welsh, or all three. <laughs> <laughs> Come back to us because we'd like to know. Yeah, so, at 2022, the kid's bigging up Costner saying he's some sort oh, of... before then. Oh, okay, a few before then. 2017, right? When Costner finally finds Dennis Hopper's boat, which is called the D's. Uh, as in these nuts, nuts. Uh, Hopper announces to his is announced to his followers, and throws them tinned ham. And did you see the name of the tinned ham? Smeat, smeat. <laughs> <laughs> Shit! Well, it doesn't fall under the overall then. What a great <laughs> so name! What a great knockoff name! In all the knockoff names, smeat might be the best. <laughs> yeah, it's, I'll, I'll give you that. That's pretty funny. Another good stunt at 2 hours 19. You ever seen a grown man shriek like a girl as he gets run over by a jet ski yeah. out of the water? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking stupid. How was that? Well, but the stunt was the guy in the jet ski, not the dummy getting hit. Yeah, yeah. yeah he right. crashed yeah. into a thing, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was terribly Still dangerous. Still rammed into a dummy which <laughs> rams into a post. That, that poor dummy, he was one day away from retirement. Mm, they always are. Mm. 2 hours and 23, I'm at. Okay, well, just it's just the infiltration scene. Yes, we're infiltrating about. Dennis Hopper's D's. Yeah, <laughs> the kid is picking up Costner like he's Batman. He's killed dozens of people. He doesn't have any mercy or anything. He even kills little girls. What's his name? I don't have a name, so death can't find him. Or John Wick. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like you've done precisely nothing to earn this moment, Kevin Costner. Got in a fight with some locals mm -hmm. when he first turned up. He got put in a cage. He dicked around in the water for two hours. And now you're trying to tell me he could kill John Wick with a fork? He did teach no. her to swim, though. He did teach her to swim. But, but she, in that you scene, can fuck off him. in that scene where she's bigging him up, she there's the line, he can hide, he can hide in the shadow of the noon sun. 
fuck. Which I really like. That's a really good line, and it's such a shame it's delivered by this nine-year-old girl. Yes, and, and the, the other, the other thing. cut to him walking through a corridor, not hiding in the noon sun. <laughs> but yeah, another line that is great that she says uh, is, he has no name, so death can't find him. Yeah. And it's so good but there's nothing leading up to it because we get the oh yeah That's he's because Costner's done nothing we get, well, no, we to get, earn this at the beginning we, we get she says oh yeah he's killed loads of people even little girls because they had that bit of a talk earlier mm-hmm. on so it would have been good if like everything they'd ever talked about amalgamated to this one moment but no she's just making stuff up and then yeah. we don't care because this kid's full of shit yep. this kid's terrible in, this kid's Using her feminine wiles <laughs> to, to intimidate the bad guys. I don't fucking know. Do you want to maybe try not using feminine wiles for no. a little kid? No, okay. I'm keeping that in. Sticking with that? All yep. right, then. 224. Go okay. on. Benito Hoppolini. It's <laughs> very good. I'm also at 224. Yeah. Is uh, it also Benito Hoppolini? Yeah, we've got the exact same note. Weird. Yeah. Right, 2017 is when Dennis Hopper came out and started his speech and threw smeat to everyone. Yep. We're at 2024 now, eight minutes later, and Dennis Hopper's still doing a speech. <laughs> it's a good speech. Still going. And he says the child will deliver them to the dry land. And in an odd turn of coincidences, uh, they full-on Lion King Enola over the crowd. They hold her aloft above the crowd on an outcrop and everybody cheers. And it's, it was just, it just seemed... Just seemed fitting this week, considering <laughs> what we just watched in our previous episode. Available now. Yeah, two hour twenty eight. Um, Costner comes to confront Hopper, and he drops a flare down into the office. And I like this, this. This got made me laugh. This made me did. roar with laughter. Drop down, and the tar pit dude goes. Oh, thank God. Yeah, <laughs> and just blows. Up. Because there is a man living in the hull of the boat. Who j- who's petrol. A, just he lives on a little boat, little rowing boat, and he stays down there in the dark to keep an eye on the oil levels when Dennis Hopper needs him. Oh, thank God! He must That's be constantly life. high. Yeah, off probably. The fumes. And he gets yeah. blown up, and his response is, "Oh, thank God." <laughs> yeah. That legit, that legitimately made me laugh. So that is point to the movie. Yeah, seconds before then, right? The confrontation between Hopper and Costner uh, is really brief, and I loved it because mm, yeah, it's, you know Hopper calls Costner's bluff. He's like, "You're not going to drop that flare into the oil supply," and Costner's like, "Well, I fucking did." <laughs> <laughs> loved it. <laughs> Yolo, yeah, motherfucker. Yeah, no, uh, two out of thirty-two, and I didn't write down what this is in relation to, unfortunately. But I said, really hope the kid isn't dead. Otherwise, this whole ordeal was pointless. <laughs> kind of was that when the boat exploded? But yeah, actually, yeah, it was. The There's a big boat explosion. <laughs> Here to rescue the kid. Now let's detonate the entire thing I'm standing on. <laughs> let's hope the kid's not dead. Otherwise, whoops, sorry, I killed the kid. Now one chance to get into dry land. Gone. Yeah, I'm at two forty-three now. If two anyone's th- got anything before then. 235 in the climax, and I just put that's got to be the dumbest way to die. <laughs> Three way crash in a jet <laughs> ski explosion. Jet, yeah. Bungee, bungee, Bun- bungee jump. save a child, and then the three of you hit each other. It's like, man, when you go to wherever you go afterwards and they ask how you die, you're getting laughed at forever. But here's the thing if this, <laughs> went, jet ski. If this went as they planned and they were able to 
catch up to the girl in the water, they would have still rammed into her. Yeah, they would have just... They <laughs> and hit, then each other. They would have hit the child and then each other and then it would have been all dead. Uh, oh, 234. Sorry, I have, I have a note at 234. Is that Dennis Hopper's an amazing shot. This is before the girl's in the water. They've rescued her. She's on the balloon. Mm. Dennis Hopper manages to shoot the one rope he needed to bring Enola down like <laughs> off the side of the air, airship, the hot yeah. air balloon. For a man with one he eye. Could, he could have hit the balloon. Yeah, for a man with one eye. He could have hit the balloon and sent the entire balloon flying and careening about if his goal was to just kill the girl anyway. Mm. But no, he's smarter than that. He manages to hit the single rope he needs to to jolt the balloon. <laughs> yeah. So and send the, the girl the off skull. balance into the water so then he can run over her. <laughs> yeah, well, you put it like that. If he's that good of a shot, he should have shot her in the face, I guess. <laughs> so two hours 40, they, they finally get to dry land. After the hopper escapades. Yep, big bad guy's dead. We found yep. find dry land. Still and 15 then, minutes in a movie left. And then I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, right, so they send out this little girl, like what, maybe she's like, what, seven, eight years ago? Because I think the the idea is that she turns up in like this little like raft boat into their village and she's got to be a kid, right? Yeah. She's got to be young. So, you know, can't have been that long ago cause, and that tattoo is identical to the drawings on the island, right? Yeah. So... Either and like and it hasn't, it's not misshaped like it should be if she grew like it hasn't stretched and warped, but as the, as she's grown and the the skin's grown and stuff like that, it's mm-hmm. it's it stayed that same shape. So the people on the island they must have died really quickly, right? Because she can't have been out on sea on that long when she's a kid. She had that tattoo and they sent that dry land signal out. They must have died like in twenty minutes after she was gone. Yeah, right? we we have we've discussed how long it would take a skeleton. For a human to become a skeleton is about seven or eight years. Yeah. Uh, and then, although then there's is, no bodies. That was under the ground, though, when we discussed that, wasn't it? Well, mm. That was in an arid environment. Out an open this air. is in a, a wet desert. environment yeah. where it would be more. Yeah, so it probably would be quicker. Probably quicker. But yeah, yeah. no, you are right. They probably they they died very like quick, they... which is probably why they sent her out. They knew okay. they was dying. So, but my point is they must have sent her out when she was like, I'm assuming seven or eight. Because that tattoo hasn't warped as if it would... If you... No, they sent her out as a baby. The, the tattoo in a basket. Be... This is the thing, right? I like know, I know Moses. I yeah, but I'm here's the thing. She's a chosen one, so is magic. So, yes, yeah, I guess It is magic. So. It is movie magic. But also, why did they send her out? If they're... <laughs> What was their point of sending her out? Was it to say, look, we're dying, have our space? Because they didn't was want to get involved in that help? I guess so. It was a real estate ad. Was it to find food? Why not send an adult? Why just the baby? For sale, <laughs> lush verdant forest. Did they get foreclosed on by the bank? Oh dear! I just, I'm so confused as to. Two hours and forty-eight, right? The twist <laughs> of the movie. I don't understand. Yeah. Is that we arrive mm. at this lush, verdant forest land? They get to dry land, and it's a jungle. And the twist of the movie is that it was Mount Everest. It's the summit of Mount Everest, and that's what the tattoo on Enola's back was. But how is that twist? Re- how is that a twist? Because we know that the world is flooded, and the only places left are going to be high. But you didn't figure it out, did you? I knew that if they found dry land, it would have been a mountain. Did you? No, I thought it would have been a fucking beach. Well, they, there we go. Question <laughs> Here's my point. It's a twist, and it's a better twist than the trees are evil, Shyamalan. Well, I mean, that's not that difficult, really, if I'm honest with you. 
Yeah. Cool it's cut. also not in the original movie. Yeah, this is the, the one cut. thing. <laughs> the one thing I wanted to talk about that wasn't in the original movie is that the that dry land is the Mount Everest. So they went from what was ostensibly New York to Everest. Are you sure they were in New York? Well, I'm I'm judging by when he dives under the water and there's a bunch of like what looked to be quite tall skyscrapers. Oh, it could have been any city, couldn't it? Could have been. Any. I'm saying New York because it just seems to be. It's generally speaking the more populist one so i'm assuming because they're all american as well or americano that <laughs> it must that's roughly where it must be coming from but there's a line um well obviously when they turn up there and they find no one and i think it's the the mother figure of anola says i don't understand I'm like yeah me neither bitch if <laughs> <laughs> you told me fucking nothing and you say they're all american i think costa's meant to be playing an englishman because no. he gets he gets called english by the first, the guy who steals his limes calls him English. There's no way I've heard Costner's English accent, oh, <laughs> Prince of Thieves. This that, is not it. That, that this is not that. That was super not an English <laughs> accent. I've got final. It's like do you want when final Morgan Freeman was played in Arabian. <laughs> you yeah. were not, mate. No, Should we have more. a final tidbit time before we wrap up? Wrap up thoughts on the movie. Sure, because my last one is they're an Everest. Cool. Don't care. Yeah, it's who an cares? it's an Everest tidbit time. Is that the is it not really Everest? The summit of Mount Everest is twenty nine thousand twenty nine feet. Mm. If all of the ice on Earth melted, sea levels would rise by exactly two hundred and sixteen feet, or about one point two times as tall as the Leaning Tower of Pisa, Nelson's Column, or Cinderella Castle at Disney World. Yeah, not the mm. summit of Mount Everest. No, I've I've seen maps where they've gone right. If if everything melts, we'll have most of Scotland and Wales in the UK. Yeah. so we'll be fine. technically yeah. yeah, couldn't happen. Wait, there is before sea levels rose before a massive chunk of land that still connects us to Doggerland. Yeah, Doggerland. Yeah, mm. that connects us to Thingy. They just sort of went and we went. Oh, we still got the real estate. So yeah, do you know the the original plan for like the like initial draft of the movie was that this is stupid <laughs> oh this is stupid. this is stupid <laughs> not the whole three hour ordeal this is stupid this is stupid but it probably would have worked better than this ice melted the original draft of the movie was that out of the blue there was a second moon <laughs> <laughs> there was a second moon and it affected all the water hmm. do you know what I would appreciate that more because you could take that in a few interesting directions. Like, oh, you're oh, going to love my campaign setting for D and D, Dan. I've got three moons. <laughs> it's oh, it's an alien that turned up one day. It's an elder god. It's, well, with the second moon, you could you could have knocked off Planet of the Apes, couldn't you? Oh my gosh, I was wrong. Yeah, yeah, you could you could have done some interesting stuff. Yeah. So anyway, that was Waterworld, the Ulysses cut, so called because he gets the name Ulysses at the end. Forgot Which he didn't that. in the theatrical. Yeah. Doesn't in the theatrical version because this is the Ulysses cut. Uh, many thanks to McFly89 for actually making this cut of the movie before the legal owners put it on the Blu-ray. What what were your think? What were your thinks? Wrap them up. I... Ten on ten, best movie I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> cool, good. No, Glad you lie. enjoyed it. I it's think it's... I'm going to hell for saying it. I think it's due a modern TV series, a la no. Westworld or Lost in Space. No, I, I think it would work. I disagree that. with you. I think it deserves to be forgotten in history. And yes, kudos to that guy for making this cut. That would have taken a lot of work. He's put there was a lot of care put into that. 
fair play to you. Now I know everything I ever needed to know about Waterworld. Time to burn it in a fire. <laughs> okay. And you? What do you think, Lou? Well, it's pretty clear what I thought. This was the first time I'd seen the movie. I'd never, I'd not seen the theatrical cut. I still haven't seen the the- theatrical cut. I've only seen the Ulysses edition. And I loved it. It was great. I will watch it again. I will probably buy the blah blah blah. blah. I will probably buy the Blu-ray for the, for this. The disc three. I will buy the Blu-ray for disc three. Cannot believe you genuinely enjoy this movie. It's great. It is it's the last great practical action adventure movie before Just everything came. No adventure. Before everything became CGI and cartoonish. It's great. Loved it. Every second of it. Anyway, we're going to have a little break. Uh, untraditionally, we we don't have a pod wife. Okay. I put I put call out. No one got back to me. So, break. Do you have a, a movie question? Because I normally like to... Nope. Break. Don't move. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Oh, looking real good, yeah. There. There. All done. Now, there may be some small problem in depth perception. Well, it better not screw up my short game. Well. Looks good. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Uh, yeah. I like it better than you realize. Much better. What do you say, Toby? The truth. Looks like shit. That's why I love children, no guile. <laughs> It does look like shit. And we're back. And that was or wasn't our pod wife, depending on whether or not we retroactively got one. Guys, mm. I've got a sponsor. Of course you do. Okay. Well. Keep it under a minute. Because <laughs> last time, <laughs> there's a lot of drag I had to get through. But that wasn't me. Obviously. Like, it's not my fault, is it? It's, it's the, the sponsors. Rep- the pod- Just saying. That's the sponsor's representative. I'll bring... I'll bring this. Do you want to come and do your uh, plug for your thing? Yes, are they invisible or are they a ghost? I can't see them and they walk through the door. No, thank you. Hey, hello. Uh, I'm here representing uh, Billy Jeans, which is jeans for goats. <laughs> we have jeans. You've got to laugh out of me this time. Yeah, for, oh, thank you. It's not a laughing matter. Who are you? Uh, goats get very cold legs. Uh, and we have jeans for all of all styles, for all goats of all shapes and sizes. We have two-legged jeans that go over the rear, and four-legged jeans that go over every leg. But we don't have two-legged jeans for the front because we're not weird. Uh, I've got a little jingle, as well. I've made it for the company. Uh, you'll add you'll add a full band in post, right? Post production. Sure. Yeah. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> You may know it. It goes like this: ding, ditty, ding, ditty, ding, ditty, ding. That's it. You keep doing that under under me, son. Ding, ditty, ding, Billy jeans are for your kids. By kids, I mean a baby goat, and not your kids. We also sell Daisy jokes. Daisy jokes are jeans for cows. Thank you, thank you, Mr. Man, for uh, your sponsorship. That was a man. He <laughs> was a really attractive, <laughs> handsome, masculine, built-up man. The voice of an angel. 
75-year-old angel. Sung beautifully. I love the jingle. Billy Jean's there, everybody. Um, so, Waterworld. Do you guys want to know what happened? Oh, I'm more about these jeans for goats, Dan. <laughs> I mean, I can get them back in here. <laughs> I'll be honest. I want to know more about Waterworld. I'll tell you about <laughs> Waterworld. Right. What happened to Waterworld? Why did it never get a sequel? Come with me now as we go on a little journey through the water hole. <laughs> Dirty fucker. <laughs> so, You've got a hole for shite and a hole for water. Ned Tilshamit. Ned as I mentioned, the movie had a $175 million production budget. It tops out at $300 million once you're factoring marketing and whatnot. And this, you know, that was 1995 money. Mm. Today we're talking about $500 million. But the movie was initially meant to be a Roger Corman movie. Roger Corman, famous budget movie director, uh, did the never released Fantastic Four movie. Oh, yeah, that thing. Yeah. That thing. Yeah, well done. Yeah. I know you didn't mean to. Uh, but anyway, I'm just naturally he, good at it. He said that he couldn't do it. On fire. Because the studio wanted to make the movie for less than $3 million. And he said, I'm going to need at least five. Mm. And they weren't happy with that. So a few years go by and the spec script lands in the hands of producer Larry Gordon. And catches the eye of director slash actor uh, Kevin Costner and director Kevin Reynolds. They previously worked together on Robin Hood and Dances with Wolves, and it now has a projected $30 million budget. And I'm sure you see where this is going already, but I'm going to carry on. Uh, I've told you already that the initial script was a bit more whimsical. It was meant to be a family-friendly, children-oriented action movie. Uh, action, sorry, adventure movie. But when the two Kevins signed on, that all changed. It all became a lot more Mad Maxi on water. And they bring in new writers including a young Joss Whedon. And wow. in, in the end, they go through about six writers. Uh, and at this point, the budget's ballooned to $65 million. <clears throat> go on, Ashley, you've raised your hand. Was this based on a book? No. Okay. Just for no reason, it had all this weird backstory. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> just, just there. We're, we're, not, we're not even near the end. $65 million budget's ballooned to, so... Local Hawaiian contractors being the only choice to rip off the production for building sets, accommodation, etc., etc. By the time they actually come to shoot the movie, it's cost them $100 million. And then the shoot itself was a major pain in the ass. Just a couple of, couple of the major incidents. I'm not going to give you everything, but a couple of the major incidents was Kevin Costner nearly being cut in half by the helicopter atop the mast. Fuck. Uh, Costner was tied to the mast of a boat that ran away for half an hour. <laughs> a stuntman came up from the water too quickly and nearly died from compression sickness. Christ. A hurricane destroyed most of that atoll set, meaning it had to be rebuilt. So they used up all the steel and they used it all again because they had to rebuild it. And the initial 96-day shoot overran to over 150 days. So, by this point, you know, they've shot the movie, Universal has had enough. They tell the Kevins to make some story cuts, make some changes, get, just get this fucking movie made. And to appease them, because he doesn't want to cut anything, doesn't want to cut the story down, doesn't want to cut any scenes, Costner agrees to waive his 15% uh, 
gross profit take and puts up $22 million of his own money to help finish the movie. So they finish shooting, they go into post-production, and Universal tell Kevin Reynolds that instead of ten weeks to cut the movie, he's got five. And it has to be two hours and 15 minutes and ready for a summer release that year. Dan, you've got your hand up. I do have my hand up. Hey, Kevin Costner, it's me, Dan from Four Starts Podcast. I know you can't hear this, but fuck it, I'm telling you anyway. Instead of maybe, like, waving your fee, that was was nice, and putting in, you know, 20 mil of your own money, also nice. Maybe cut out the fucking ridiculously expensive hotels you stayed in every night. Maybe you could have saved costs there, you prick. Sincerely, Dan, and the rest of the Four Starts crew. That's 700 grand out of 175 million so far. Hey, Kevin Costy boy, Ash here from Four Starts Pod. Um... I just want to say I saw Highwayman recently and it's pretty good. It was good when I saw that recently as well. I enjoyed it. Woody Harrelson's good in that. He is. Anyway, Universal telling him it must be ready for a summer release. So, Kevin Reynolds makes his first cut of the movie and tells Universal that they need to go back for reshoots. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking ballsy. Uh, So, Kevin Costner says that he wants to go in the edit suite. Let him have a go, see what he can do. And Universal locks Kevin Reynolds out, (laughs) which was the last straw for him, and he walks away from the movie. And at this point, the budget has ballooned from the initial $3 million to $175 million. And the press has been writing about the movie for months, and the production troubles, and it's been in the tabloids and in the fucking news sheets for months. And when the movie finally opens, all that negative press leads to a US gross of $88 million (laughs) and a worldwide gross of 264. Fuck. The movie doesn't break even until 2009 when it gets its Blu ray release. (laughs) Jesus Christ. So, why did Waterworld never get a sequel? I think it's fucking obvious. But there are a couple of other minor reasons. Uh, obviously, the studio wanted to have their own Mad Max-esque franchise that they could call their own. It was pitched as Mad Max and Water. They hired the director of photography for the Road Warrior movies. And it was initially meant to be that low-budget 3 to $5 million movie. However, along with going all the way over budget, uh, Kevin Costner just generally doesn't really do sequels beyond that brief cameo in Batman vs. Superman. He, he ruled out a sequel to Dances with the Wolves in spite of the fact that there was a sequel novel. And in 2015, he said that he has no interest in seeing Waterworld revisited. No one does, Kevin Costner. It's fine. <laughs> but that's not to say that we don't have an idea about what the sequels would have been. Okay. Um, yeah. Buckle in. Because while, while no sequel was ever made, there were, there were plans, plans for a possible sequel in the form of a TV movie or miniseries from the Sci-Fi Channel. Okay. Back in 2012, Sci-Fi had the TV rights to air Waterworld, and whenever it did, it would bring in a good amount of viewers, about 400,000 viewers. And being owned by NBC Universal, Sci-Fi, uh, it wouldn't have been too hard to get the rights to make a sequel movie or show. So the network president, Dave Howe, took note uh, of all the viewers that it was getting and Forbes picked up on the story quoting Dave Howe saying that it was something they talked about endlessly especially after the success of the Stargate TV series they took another you know box office big you know high concept 90s movie mm. 
made a very successful TV show out of it. Now, any news that a Waterworld TV series or TV movie dries up around the end of 2012 and is never heard from again. <laughs> dries up. Thank you. <laughs> so we don't, we don't really know what that would have been about. However, there, there is a... There, in my, I did the research. There is a surprising amount of Waterworld extended universe to material to pull from. <laughs> like a surprising amount. Uh, there is a, there's there's a four issue comic book run, which I've read. I read it. <laughs> I don't know if Jesus exists. It's called Waterworld: Children of Leviathan. There's the Waterworld Live Sea War Spectacular at Universal Studios, which is technically a sequel. And multi- wait, that's a sequel. Technically, I thought that was just the movie. No, it's a live stunt show, but it technically takes place after the movie. Fuck what? All right, okay. And there are multiple video games, including one for the Virtual Boy. <laughs> You've got to be <laughs> shitting me. No, wait, I did know about that. But it's the DOS game, Waterworld The Quest for Dryland, which features full motion video cutscenes, both deleted scenes from the movie and brand new stuff they shot for the game. So I knew there was a SNES one. And there's a SNES one as well, <laughs> yes. And they're all, they're all either sequels or prequels, and I'll give you a little plot rundown of each just briefly. Game over. Please insert 40 quarters. And there's that one in The Simpsons, obviously, the arcade game. <laughs> so, Waterworld, a live sea spectacular. Uh, the simplest and best of the bunch, uh, seen it live, in the flesh, <clears throat> takes place after the movie in the Atoll. As Helen returns from dry land, pursued by the smokers. Uh, she's coming back to get everybody. Mm. Uh, the smokers break inside the atoll, uh, and a bunch of cool stunts happen for 16 minutes. The end. <laughs> There's a big fight where the smokers uh, uh, leave the mariner for dead while Helen is kidnapped. But surprise, the mariner isn't dead, and he rescues Helen, who sets the deacon on fire because he's alive again for some reason. It's never explained, but it is technically a sequel. Uh, sets the deacon on fire. Uh, who falls into the water which lights the fuel in a leaking fuel tank which does a massive explosion and set, makes everyone really hot in the audience while our heroes escape the end. That's that. Waterworld The Quest for Dryland is the DOS game. It's a real-time strategy PC game set before the events of the movie. <laughs> you play a character called the War Chief going from Ator to Ator in The Quest for Dryland. Do you have dry land? Give me back my dry land. <laughs> there's, there's about 25 minutes of deleted uh, footage and brand new stuff they shot for the game. Uh, and four characters from the movie actually come back and reprise their roles uh, for, the, for the game. And it's FMV? FMV, full motion video. So it's... Um, Using actual props and costumes from the movie. Like, like it's Tiberian Sun, basically. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, all you can find all 20 something minutes of it very very easily on YouTube just search Waterworld The Quest for Dryland if you want to uh, there's different endings for the game as well one where they discover a strange device that can talk to the gods and knows the way to Dryland it's a satnav <laughs> uh, and and there's the ending where you don't and all the characters are sad there's the comic as well Waterworld, The Children of Leviathan. I'm struggling to say that word, aren't I? It's a four-issue sequel comic, and it's the most fleshed out of these extended universe media. I've read it. It's very, it's a very messy comic. It's very 90s. 
Yeah. I, I can't say I'd recommend it unless you really dearly, truly love this film. But the basic plot of it is the Mariner gets attacked by a sea monster, which causes him to accidentally discover a civilization of humans that stayed under the water in air pockets and submersibles and whatnot. Uh, at the same time as he discovers them, they're also discovered by Levi Leviathan and his followers. And he's a gross, giant, fat, albino, evil man. And he and his army well, use... Why talk, you say? Mm. He and his army use sea life as weapons and armour. <laughs> and torture equipment. So they like, they lobbing fucking pufferfish at you. <laughs> I've just imagined it one like a ninja suit throwing a starfish. <laughs> you are, my bitch, you're right. you are not far wrong. <laughs> yes. It's, it's batshit crazy bonkers, alright? They, like, their armour is made of, like, crab. And they have giant crab claws. Crab people. Essentially, crab yes. People. Essentially, yes. Um, so the Mariner wants no part of it until he meets a doctor down there who might have some clue as to who he is, where he's from, what he did as long as he loves her, and why he's a fish man. So he helps fight off Leviathan's forces. A submerged building explodes along the middle. Uh, we're in Washington, D.C., by the way. And the building floats to the surface. And then there's a big fight, and the Mariner wins by feeding Leviathan to the big sea monster. And then the comic book turns out to be a false start as well. <laughs> <laughs> because it ends with the Doctor telling the Mariner that he might be part of some genetic experiments and that there are four other stations that might hold information about him across Waterworld. And the final panel is the Mariner on his boat against the sunset nipples out heading to find these research station to discover who he really is and the comic book makers really did think they'd get a second go at it because in the like letters section at the end of the comic there's a quote we'd love to take a second crack universal allowed us to okay. expand some of the mythology of the mariner and there's definitely more story to tell and time and sales will tell whether a second Waterworld miniseries is on the cards wasn't but maybe the tv series might have been that maybe the sequels would have drawn from those we'll never know never mind that shit though we've got our own rubbish ideas about what a sequel <laughs> should be dan take me away far far away far far away okay so my sequel kind of falls a little bit in line with the comic i didn't realize i was i was doing that so that's just interesting so Kevin Costner has been on the hunt for his own kind for, like, let's say, two years since his, the last film. We start with him at a trading outpost, drowning his sorrows with beer, Beardro. <laughs> as he's contemplating, as he's sort of contemplating that he's found no evidence of his own kind, a, a mysterious stranger stumbles in, asking for Fudro and Drinkro. <laughs> You're so hung up on it. <laughs> as Costner surveys the scene, he sees that he also has weird ill ear gill vagina thingies deciding to follow the stranger he notices he doesn't have a boat but some sort of personal handheld water engine thing uh, Cousin confronts him before he leaves to say look I'm one of you I you're my kind let's let let's chat the stranger decides to take Costner back to where his people live they head to what looks uh, like an abandoned trading post only to suddenly dive into the depths as they reach the bottom we discover this is Atlantis and Costner is an Atlantean. Okay, okay. So, as he takes in the wonders of this city and its people, we discover he's actually the lost prince of the now-dead royal family. 
<laughs> As he explores his home, he learns about his subjects and he meets a new a new love interest while he's down there. So, but as as we go further, we discover actually, it's it's not Atlantis. Actually, we discovered that the Atlantean people are actually from Innsmouth and were on the verge of summoning Shoggoth <laughs> when the world was flooded and Costa's family blob was, was the last remaining link to the old ones. Now that Cosner has returned, they can complete the ritual and finally summon their god into a perfect world for him. Cosner is initially shocked by this, but eventually comes comes around to quite liking the idea. And so Cosner sacrifices himself in a ritual to usher in Shoggoth into the world, spreading chaos and horror. It's called Waterworld 2, Tide of Madness. Sure, All it's right. not Call of Aquaman. <laughs> <laughs> no, Tide of Madness. That was the best water pun I had at the time. Okay, like it, like it. Ashley, do you want to rock, paper, scissors for, for who goes next? I do. Ready? Rock, paper, scissors, go! I'll go next. Because rock beats paper. Doesn't matter. But you threw up scissors, so... I, I know, but the listeners don't know that, do they? But now say, they do. I can say whatever the fuck I want. Yeah, I, I just flick you the bird, so... We open where we oh, left off. Helen and company are on top of Mount Everest, living their life. The mariners out at sea, sailing away until thud. He full-on Truman shows into the skyline. <laughs> <laughs> he gets off the boat, up some stairs, and out of a door. And walking into the futuristic hallways of the Delos Corporation. That's right, Waterworld is a secret Westworld spin-off. Costner is a human, Helen and company are androids, and they're all joining the cast of Westworld Season 3, and that's my pitch, it's called Westworld Season 3. <laughs> so, for some reason I have the most sensible script. <laughs> Excuse me. And I don't know how I feel. What's happened? <laughs> What's going on? You ever watched the, uh, the original sequel to Westworld? Future World? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about it some other time. <laughs> enough said, I think. Westworld itself was bad enough. I remember literally I, I spent an hour just fast forwarding to the Ulbrina bits and then, <laughs> and then just kept doing that. It's like, you're the only good thing about this shit show. <laughs> right, so my pitch is called Westworld Dryland. Westworld Dryland. Westworld Dryland. <laughs> Westworld Dryland? I just oh, want to no. make sure I'm getting no, the title right. Water, water, water. Same thing, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, slightly different. Waterworld Dryland. And so Costner's journeying out into the big wide, and he's looking for more mutants like himself. And we see him meet up with a few other traders, and he doesn't judge them worthy enough to tell them about Dryland. Uh, one of them notices his feet, but doesn't say anything. And then a few nights later, we see the shadows of sails as a few small boats keep um, creep up alongside Costner's. And then, bam, they're on him. And the slavers tie him up. Because we didn't really see the slavers. We're told they're antagonists in, this, in mm -hmm. the first one, but we didn't really see them. So they're on him. And they tie him up, all the while exclaiming how they've got the mutant. And then I basically want 10, 15 minutes of basically Amistad. So I want you only see Costner in the hull of the boat and it's getting more desperate and it's getting, becoming more bleaker for him as he knows there's no way out. He is now a slave, essentially. And then we hear, the, so some days later, 
We hear the cries from above as the ship gets to its destination. And still from Costner's point of view, he's shoved up above decks into the light. And then from his point of view, we see that they've landed at dry land and there's a full on slaver settlement. So the slavers have known about dry land all along. And the reason why they're slavers is they periodically, periodically come out into Waterworld just to capture the people from the atolls and the smokers and stuff to work the fields of dry land. And also specifically, they've been capturing mutants so that they can salvage goodies and past, past wondered things of the ancient world from, from under the sea in the seabed. And then, so Costner's enslaved with a bunch of mutants and he finds out about them. And then he also finds out from them that his friends have been captured as well. And then something happens and he escapes. <laughs> Progress happens. <laughs> Progress. Intermission, then escape. <laughs> and then he has to unify the water world to lead an attack against dry land. And that's essentially it. It's an adventure because it's all on following on the shoulders of Costy Boy as he goes out <laughs> and he's trying to amass an army. And it, it's where not only can I tell you where Dry World is, there's a huge fucking settlement there full of slavers. And there's Why 15 don't minutes Dry World is better than Waterworld. <laughs> Sad. <laughs> it just, just makes me laugh. He <laughs> <laughs> got. What world you got? Yeah, no, fuck it. I'm, I'm, changing, I'm changing the name of my film to Dry World. <laughs> dry World. All right. I'll take that. That's just Mad Max. Okay. Dry World. Watery Road. <laughs> dry World. Muddy Footprints. Dan. Yo. You're next. I am next for the pick of a film. Tell me what you got for me. Well, I don't think you guys are going to like it. Hooray. Okay. I don't know, you might after, do. I, after this, this I present to you one of the best movies that we've done. This And you're t- you're gonna give me shit. This isn't out of punishment, this is more out of I'm genuinely curious as to see how you guys feel about this film. Okay. We're gonna watch Jumper. Okay. Okay, I can tell you how I'm gonna feel about that film. Yeah. It's gonna be <laughs> mediocre and bland and I'm gonna hate it, aren't I? Because there's yeah. nothing worse than a bland movie. I, th- I think Jumper's slightly above average. It's every now and then so it's, it's worth Lion a, King. it's worth a rewatch. Isn't that Anakin? It is. Yeah. Oh fucking hell! <laughs> it's one of his better, better. Um, how one of how high does movies how high does Anakin's scale go? Not very. Right. Okay, well that's oh, it, everyone. It has Samuel Jackson as well, so so does a lot of also, shit. Also, yeah. yeah, also he is probably one of the worst in this film. And Kirsten Stewart. Okay. <laughs> well, we'll watch Jumper next time, everybody. That's it for now, though. That's the end of the podcast. Free, feel free to turn it off now, or stick around after the theme tune for a little bit more. I'm sure. Uh, but as ever, you can find us on Twitter to vote for your favourite sequel. Find us on YouTube again for older episodes uh, that are no longer on your podcast hosting service. We're everywhere at Full Starts Pod. Feel free to message us again. Once again, I love an argument. Uh, that's all that's left. That's it. That's that's it. That's all of us done. I guess. I guess all we have yes. to do now is just turn off our microphones and have our ceremonial three-way kiss with tongues and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been waiting all day for this. Bye. <laughs> Come Bye. here, you beady fuck. <laughs> Thank you.
Hello, I'm a podcast where I talk about Jesus. Jesus? Je- where have you seen Jesus in, in life today? I saw him in my local supermarket. Have you oh. seen him? He owes me father. Which supermarket does Jesus shop in? Jesus shops in Lidl. Oh. Well, at least this one did. And he, I sure him, saw him stuff loads of bacon in his jacket and then run off. Did he get a discount pressure washer? Yes. And then ran off. <laughs> yes, and. <laughs> <laughs> it's no good when no one plays along, is it?